to swat or not to swat? That is the question. Some consider it outdated and oversimplified. I like to use a SWOT, a modernized, quantitative version to inform my business strategies and plans. Listen on to learn how a SWOT can improve your business model and your strategic planning. Hi, my name is Dina, and this is a show about business design. It's not theory, it's 40 years of lessons learned to create successful business models. You can register on my website, diaryofabusinessdesigner.com for email notifications, new episodes and other resources. Now firstly, what is a SWOT? A SWOT, S, strengths, W, weaknesses, O, opportunities and T, threats, is an analysis framework used to evaluate a company's competitive position and to develop strategic planning. SWOT analysis assesses internal and external factors, as well as the current and future potential of a business. Strengths describe what an organization excels at and what separates it from the competition, such as brand or customer base, strong balance sheets, unique technology, and so on. Weaknesses are what stops an organization from performing at its optimum level. They're the areas where a business needs to improve to remain competitive, like weak brand or higher than average turnover, high levels of debt or inadequate supply chain. Opportunities refer to favorable external factors that can give an organization a competitive advantage. For example, changes in tariffs might speed up entering a new export market and therefore increasing sales and market share. Threats refer to factors that have the potential to harm an organisation. Common threats include things like rising costs for materials, increasing competition and tight labour supply. A criticism of the traditional SWOT approach is that it identifies issues without providing solutions, does not prioritise the issues identified within the four areas, and the information gathered might be oversimplified and crucial data overlooked. Many organisations spend more than half their time looking internally at strengths and weaknesses. Disruptive organisations have one thing in common. They stay focused on learning outside of the organisation and focus on the customer and what the customer needs and then solves that problem. They don't stay handcuffed to internal strengths and weaknesses. These organizations are agile and willing to transform themselves into what the external environment and customers want. In essence, you have to be willing to walk away from some customers in order to run towards the future. The SWOT alone is not the answer to strategic planning. It is merely one tool of several in your kit bag, along with the essential pestle, external scans, internal skills mapping, innovation or risk profiling, customer testing of hypothesis, futures mapping, and so on. The modern approach to the SWOT creates a gap analysis to see the difference between the gap and the expectations. And by establishing the SWOT as a quantitative survey, organisations can have more specific assessment in critical quadrants of the business model by identifying strengths and weaknesses across the business model to expand and build on, identifying weaknesses and threats to prioritise change and risk remediation, 
And with limited time and resources, and that you can't act on all the results of a SWOT analysis, at least not all at once, it also provides prioritization to tackle the highest priorities first. If you are listening on your favorite podcast app, please subscribe, like, review or share. My goal is to get to a thousand followers. Don't forget to register via my website for notifications to your inbox. And you can, of course, follow me on LinkedIn. With a quantitative SWOT, you can actually layer it against your business model and then visualize it on a business model canvas, the areas you need to improve. I first learned doing this during my MBA at Melbourne Business School and have used it in several organizations since, and I've put a few links to some great templates available online. Now to analyze against your business model, against the nine building blocks of the business model canvas, we use a list of analytical questions derived from Oswalder and Pignor from 2010 that you should reflect on in order to determine exactly what areas of your business model need adaptions and where you should focus your strategic or planning gaps. Basically, using the business model canvas questions and asking leaders and stakeholders to rate their responses on a scale then determining the importance of that weighting provides an organization's a defined means to assess their business model and consider where to focus key priorities for their strategy forward. Rather than asking those open-ended brainstorming SWOT questions, you know, what do you think our strengths are? The quantitative SWOT asks specific questions from those nine blocks. For example, regarding customers. How well is your customer base segmented, high or low? How easily do you acquire new customers, high or low? Is competition likely to threaten your market share, high or low? And can you benefit from a growing market? These give you quite definitive topics to focus your discussion and your prioritization. The beauty is, is that you can then map progress on achieving those objectives using the same SWOT approach comparatively two to three years later. Now, let me share a real business example. In one organization I worked with, we uh, surveyed the executive and the board using the quantitative SWOT. The main weaknesses and strengths we identified is that new customer acquisition slash growth wasn't doing too well and that we had a confusing value proposition and with rapidly increasing competition, the risk of decline was very real. Plus, there was poor organizational focus. When we looked at our strengths and opportunities, we were incredibly well-respected leader in our field and had access to significant CEOs and stakeholders. And we had already in hand a unique differentiation opportunity, which was within our capabilities and our products, but was never capitalized on. When this was all mapped onto a business model canvas, we could see the current value proposition and the historic and target customers were a very different market to the unique opportunity. Yet the strengths and specialist capability, our internal lens, was already in place to build on that opportunity. The strategic change lay in unifying the organization towards this differentiated opportunity. Separating ourselves from a growing competition and implementing a focus to a new target audience 
with a new target proposition and importantly, letting go of the historic business model progressively. This swap, which was mapped onto a business model canvas, led the way to a focused, prioritised pivot. Even without a business model canvas, the use of a conventional SWOT analysis is based on a qual analysis and has no means of determining the importance of each SWOT factor. Turning your SWOT into a numeric representation provides a useful outcome by using the traditional brainstorming approach first and then the numeric valuation to prioritize gaps through a numeric value. Now, step one is to list and identify your common SWOT themes in each of the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats quadrants. And then step two is using a scale of one is low to 10 is high. You would ask how well positioned or established is the organization in each of these themes identified? For example, our ability to attract new customers. How do we rate that? Are we a three or a five or a seven? We may be good. We may be really, really bad. Step three would be to take that same theme and ask how critical is this particular theme to our business? Now, usually attracting new customers is pretty important. Not for every business, that's an assumption, but it would tend to rate quite highly, for example, and you might rate that as a nine. If your capabilities are four, and your importance is a nine, it's a very big area of difference to focus on. And step four, if if desired, you can go across all your themes and consider whether you give them a multiplier of for weighting or importance. So sales growth might have a multiplier of two as opposed to innovation for new products, you may only give it a multiplier of one. And that just helps identify even more so the prioritization areas uh, against importance. Altogether, it creates a consensus around potential actions for the business to reach its goals and summaries. Regardless, even a numeric SWOT should not be the sole determinant of your strategy. So many factors such as lag time to effect, cause and effect context, dependencies, events, etc. do impact your business strategy. Overall though, it does help organizations learn about themselves as well as competitors and can really be used as the foundation for development strategies. Now I've put some links to recommended reading in my notes. Please visit my website, email me to ask questions, provide feedback. I look forward to chatting to you another day. Bye.